0: Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew co-founder and Chief Royalty Officer of Royalty.
1: Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them.
2: I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparent Entertainment Group. I handle registrations and repertoires for performers and rights holders around the world. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air. The Neighboring Rights Podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. And today, Gina, Andrew, and I are going to talk about the inalienable right for the performer. So here's my question, guys. I have a company in the U.S. that says because it's a work for hire, my U.K. client has to give up her right to performer's income for neighboring rights that they get everything from the moment of inception as a work for hire. And I'm saying, no, first of all, they can't waive it. It's ineffective even if you think you're taking it. And second of all, why would you take something that you're not entitled to anyway? You're not the performer. And their answer is because we might want to credit a different artist with this title. And I'm crossing that out to say the least as well. But seriously. Do you come up across this and what do you do with this?
0: Knows all the <laughs> way across the board. Neighboring <laughs> rights is there. It stems out of the fact that historically recording deals they were all work for hire. And so we wanted to ensure that a certain percentage of income was always going to be allocated to the performers, which there thus is neighboring rights. So at Sound Exchange, for example, when you sign up you will get 50% of the artist pool is 50% of whatever Sound Exchange collects. And that money is never routed back to the labels. It's not something that the labels would typically be, be privy to, even under work for hire situations. And even if they credited on the label copy a separate performer, the original performer would still be able to argue that that is their performances on a particular recording
1: cool why would they Thanks. want to pay another performer that's my question why would they want to pay somebody else when you're being paid for your performance they don't want to pay somebody else they want to keep it right so they don't want to pay anybody basically they just want the money they, but it's not their what, money to be
2: exactly my point and i'm so glad that you have ratified that
1: at the end of the day yeah i mean if you cast your mind back to Years and years ago, before neighbouring Rights existed, if you wanted to listen to music, and I'm talking probably, you know, a hundred years ago now, if you wanted to listen to music, you would hire a band or a musician, an artist, to come and play for you. And they wouldn't do that for free. You would pay them. So why, in this day and age, would you expect somebody to do a similar performance, contribute on a recording, and not pay them?
2: Aye. I have no good answer for that. You are absolutely right. Is it because neighboring
1: rights is deemed differently in America and they don't necessarily have the same understanding as we do in, say, the UK, for example? Yes. Right, okay.
0: Can we just talk about briefly what is a work-for-hire? So a work-for-hire is a situation where excludes you as a copyright owner. So you can be a royalty participant with a within a work-for-hire agreement A lot of the old record deals are all work for hire, producer deals work for hire, meaning that you don't necessarily have a copyright interest in whatever you've created, but you are an income participant, which is the neighboring rights component. Even your record royalties are subject to this as well. Outside of the U.S., it's an actual right that cannot be waived which is the difference. Yeah, That
2: exactly. is really clear. And thank you guys for listening. Send us your questions at info at ifr.co.uk or become a member at www.iafar.co.uk. And then you can email us through the portal and ask us any questions as they arrive. Thank you very much.